Have you seen that footage of what they call subway surfers running on top of the uh, subway train? They're on the Brooklyn J train going over the Williamsburg Bridge. You got four or five guys. I guess they get subway surveillance footage, you know, in case, yeah. you know, for safety, right? Sure, sure. And they got four or five guys that are running on top of the train as it's running on the track and they're jumping train to train. It's like a scene out of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's got to be so dangerous. This right? happened apparently over this past weekend. And again, the train is moving. It's not in the tunnel, but it's moving, headed over the Williamsburg Bridge. And there they go, just jumping train to train and running along. <laughs> an eyewitness said, I was surprised to see people on top of the train. Well, well yeah. Yeah, you think? You certainly were. Can you imagine How doing something that like that? Even, well, I guess when you walk from one train to the other, there is a, a section where I guess you could climb up there, but how are they getting up there? I'm guessing that they're standing on top of one of the overpasses just jumping down on top of the train. That might be the most dangerous part of the whole deal. That is really, really crazy. Has but it- you've seen that like in Back to the Future and all the Wild West yeah. movies where they're yeah. on top of the train. They're running, jumping from train to train. I, sure, you have, but those are professional stunt doubles. Yeah, that's what I mean. That in a, not on an actual moving subway train. That I, that you could die doing that. But this is a thing that adrenaline junkies like a TikTok and, and criminals... Trend? I don't know if it's a it's an online thing, but it's a, there's a term for it. It's called subway surfing. That's really scary. And I don't know if these guys were taping this themselves, but again, it was the, uh, the surveillance cameras that happened to catch it. Wow. And the police uh, responded, and they had an eyewitness who's there outside the station. Like, yeah, I, I saw him up there. I was like, that's probably not... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably Maybe they thought dangerous. they were subway workers or something like that. But you think about it, you got to jump off the platform onto the train. Yeah. And then you got to get off the train and jump somewhere else before it goes into the tunnel. Well, you get knocked yeah, off. Beyond that, there's tunnels. So I guess unless you laid flat, which I, I suppose you could do. And think about this is it's going over the bridge. That means you could also oh, plumb it into the water. Oh, my gosh. Why would you do such a So thing? everything about this is just bananas. That's crazy. No, I have to tell you, we've talked about this before. You see, like, uh, the bungee jumping people at the Stratosphere mm-hmm. out in Vegas, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. I would be scared out of my mind. Sure. But on the other hand, it would be so thrilling to feel at least for a minute uh-uh. like you're flying through the air like Superman. You know that what I mean? Sounds ter- no, I don't I don't get that at all. That's like wanting to have a pet tarantula for me. I don't get that at all. <laughs> the same thing at yes, all. Yes, it is. It's a fear. I, I don't understand why you would want to willingly jump off of a bridge. I don't care if you have a rubber band attached to your legs or not. <laughs> you're crazy. Listen, I understand what you're saying, but I just, uh, I, I wish there were a way safely that I could have the exhilaration of flying like a superhero, you know? Can't you just go on an airplane and put on a cape and it's- call it good? <laughs> why Why do you have to jump through the sky? I don't want to sit next to this man. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. But again, I, I understand there's the fear because we can't fly. But if you could fly, well, I'll tell you what, as they say, they've got the technology for the jetpack. Uh-huh. I, I would love to do that. Because then you got the jetpack. What's going to happen? I get enough adrenaline and my stomach drops when I hop down off the counter from having to hop up there and get the glass off the All top right. shelf. So I'm not I'm saying good. I would like... want to run on top of the subway truck. I'm just saying <laughs> it must be kind of a thrill. I guess. We'll post a link to that video, Robbie and Rochelle, on Facebook. Robbie and Rochelle in the morning, 1071 The Boss, 99.7 FM, anywhere in the free Boss app. 1071theboss.com. You can listen. There are a lot of ways to do it. You can always listen on the podcast, too. If you miss anything, you got to run into work. No problem. That's up every day. 1071theboss.com. Good morning, America. Already hump day, Wednesday, July. Nope. June the 15th, 2022. <laughs> I don't know why I have some. We, we do all kinds of complicated things here. Yeah. All kind of things on the fly. Mm-hmm. And yet I have trouble saying that the day every Every other day. Well, I think when you look at the... Because I think... I see you do it. You look at the computer screen. Yeah. And it doesn't say the actual month. It just says the numbers. So I think you... No, it says it right there. It says Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
See, mine just says the mine just says the numbers on the bottom, so it says six fifteen. It doesn't say. Matter of fact, we had a call from the uh, big boss yesterday, and he said, "Isn't the news supposed to be at the beginning of the hour? Mm-hmm. At the you know oh oh and then thirty past the hour. Right. So top and half past the hour, right? Sure. Once you do your, your news updates, every radio station since the beginning of time has done this. Yeah. And now you get these fancy computer programs to tell you exactly how much time you get before. Seven o'clock or whatever it right. is, and how many seconds you get left of this thing, and I still screw it up. So, <laughs> still it's can't right. stay on time. It's all right. It's all right. It's a different discussion, but I have a real issue with trying to figure out. If I look at a map and it says it takes thirty minutes, mm-hmm. I somehow only give myself fifteen minutes. Like I saw the map, I saw the Google thing, right? And I still don't give myself enough time. So I'm just I'm very bad with staying on schedule. You're definitely always late. I think I've said this before. You used to have a hairstylist that would schedule you yeah. a half an hour before <laughs> you actually were supposed to be there, knowing that would be the time that you would come in. But that's good. That's handling me the way I need to be handled. Yeah, but you, you know? can't anticipate that everybody's going to do that for you. You should well, just I, be on time. I can anticipate it. It just don't work out that way. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Time for pre-coffee thoughts. We have everybody uh, send us in a couple of uh, thoughts, a couple of stream of consciousness ideas, and then we share them here. It's just a little fun way to start the day, get over the hump, get us interest a little bit closer to the weekend. When yes. you're a kid playing truth or dare, dare is a scary option. When you're an adult, it's truth. That is true. That really is true, isn't it? <laughs> I'll take the dare. <laughs> and, and it's one thing you have to reveal something about yourself. It's even more shocking when you're at some kind of a, what's supposed to be a benign dinner party. Mm-hmm. And then somebody says something crazy about the time they killed a hobo. And you're like, what? whoa. What Martha, kind of dinner party are you going to? <laughs> Martha, I just came here for a little uh, pot sticker. I had no idea. <laughs> People that wear fake eyelashes probably have higher than average eyelid strength. Ah, yeah, that's I probably true. Suppose that makes sense. They're very heavy. Being dead is probably not bad as everyone might think it is. <laughs> Because you'd have no awareness you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. When it finally comes, you don't know it. Right? I guess, yeah. Man, it's awful comfy in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was That's the darkest wow. joke I've ever made, isn't it? Wow. In Michael Jackson's song, Smooth Criminal, you know, we never do find out if Annie's okay. <laughs> he just keeps asking. Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay, Annie. Poor Annie. Apparently, I do a Michael Jackson impression. Yeah, there you didn't know know, that. I don't know what that was. Didn't know that. Sesame Street is like Saturday Night Live for kids. Is it, though? I don't know if I agree with that. I guess it's kind of like sketch comedy, sort of. They don't really have a snuffleupagus on Saturday Night Live. Well, sometimes they do. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the schnoz on him. (laughs) Waffles or pancakes, but with abs. Okay. You need to talk to strangers to make friends. Don't listen to mom and dad. Wow. Wow. We have all had our buttholes wiped by someone else at some point, and if by some chance we didn't, we will. That's gross. Maybe not. You might go your own life without only cleaning your own behind. It's possible. Well, how do you... I I guess when you're an infant, you did, obviously, but also, ew. You're never going to look at Rick the Cat again. Felines don't have eyebrows. (laughs) He kind of does have little whiskers that pop out up there. I guess, yeah... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have eyebrows. We should draw some on them and see how they look. Oh, gosh. That's just mean. I hate when people do those kind of things. Your animal does not want to do that. I, just like they don't want to be in that goofy yeah. little Halloween costume. You dress them up like a pumpkin. They don't want that. They like it very much. <laughs> now, this is going to cause everybody to look up in their rearview mirror getting an accident, right? Uh-oh. If you stare at your face too long, it's a funny visual phenomenon. Your ears begin looking like they're moving out of place. Hmm. 
I tried this earlier. It really does kind of really? sort of look that way. Just your eyes start to play tricks on you if you look at your face long enough. <laughs> of course, you'd be busy looking. You're like, I think I have a discoloration up here. <laughs> I was going to say, my eyes don't don't play tricks. That's just what it looks like. Might need like. some more Botox. <laughs> Every pizza can be a mushroom pizza if you're patient enough. Ew, <laughs> gross. These are pre-coffee buds. Nothing makes uh, being single feel better than watching the police roll up to your neighbor's house after they have a big fight. That's true. Yeah, my neighbors are pretty loud. Yeah, that is so true. Skin tags are just sprinkles for cannibals. Ew, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can we agree to never talk about skin tags ever again? That's listen, so gross. Listen to this. Being able to speak and write in only palindromes would make you both the most talented and most irritating person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If a king cro- if a king cobra, you know the snake, yeah. were to lose its ability to slither upright, mm-hmm. you know how they do that? Yeah. And they get the guy with the... Uh, the little flute? Yeah, like in uh, Aladdin and Arabia, mm-hmm. Arabian Nights, they'd play the thing and they come out of the, the little basket. Is that how that works? Yeah, if it lost its ability to uh, to slither up like that, would it have reptile dysfunction? <laughs> that was a long lead up to a lame, lame punchline, wasn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the main reason four-leaf clovers are so rare is because people keep picking them. That's true. Talking to you, leprechauns. (laughs) All right, one more. Asking someone to help you bury a body greatly increases the likelihood that you'll have to bury a second body. That's very true. Well, that was the most New Jersey thing we've ever done, wasn't it? (laughs) It was very comfy in here. Nice padding. You smell something burning, though? That's enough of that. Here it is, fresh off the presses, the CBB, the Community Bulletin Board for Hump Day Wednesday. We like to share community events, people trying to give back, help organizations, businesses making a difference in their community, hence the community bulletin board. Of course, charity stuff. If you want to send them in, let us know. 1071theboss.com. You can also see where our boss roadies are on tour when they might be visiting your community. Yeah. That's right at 1071theboss.com. You can also go to our Facebook and we share them every morning right here. Family Fun Day at Monmouth Park Racetrack is happening Father's Day Sunday, noon to 4 p.m. Free admission for all the men. Treat Dad to a brunch buffet plus Mm. enter to win Dave Matthews Band concert tickets. That's pretty good. That is good. Again, more info on their website. Rue 561 Bistro and Tom's Rivers having their big ribbon cutting tomorrow afternoon starting at 3 o'clock. Great cuisine. Your chance to win awesome prizes. 1071 The Boss will be there. That's one stop of the Boss Roadies with yes. those highly coveted recyclable Boss bags, Boss Tumblers. Mm-hmm. I call them coffee mugs, but I heard one of the Roadies call them uh, the Boss Tumbler. I it like, is a tumbler. I like that. Fancy. That does sound fancy. <laughs> it's classing up this joint. Rue 561 Bistro, a classy joint for sure. Yes. Uh, Rue561Bistro.com or 1071theboss.com for more on that one. And here it comes, Atlantic City Seafood and Music Festival. We've been giving away some tickets to this. going to be happening Friday through Sunday, a three-day extravaganza of seafood, drink, crafts, rides, music, games, Hot air balloon rides, eventbrite.com for all the info and to purchase tickets. I feel like we got to get the clip of uh, Steve Urkel going up in the air balloon. Do we have that? Gee, I wonder what this does. There he goes. Steve, Steve, Steve. Oh, it makes it go up. Right, now make it go down. What were we watching that Reginald Val Johnson was in the other day? There was some, uh, that's what we need in our life. That's what America yeah. needs. That's what's going to bring us together as a country. It's more <laughs> Reginald Val Johnson. He's back, Carl. He's just great. Carl. There you go. A couple of things we thought you needed to know this morning. In our never-ending quest to make life more complicated. <laughs> as we we just moved into a new place, went through all of that rigmarole. I said, self, you know what we should do is get another car. Get a new car. Yeah. Yeah. Because why not? Now, our primary vehicle is an SUV. And for a while, we were out 
in your home state of Michigan, and it mm-hmm. snows a lot up there. It does. Actually, yeah. it didn't snow much when we were there, but usually it snows a lot. Right. So we figured maybe we'll get an SUV, and obviously there's a lot of room because we're always moving, mm-hmm. so you can keep all your stuff in there and a lot of space when sure. the kids are in the back seat when sure. they're with us and so on and so forth. But I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you, and I think you know this, I've never really loved that car. No, I don't think you loved it when we purchased it, and I don't think, you're just not really comfortable in an SUV, which is kind of strange to me because you're you're a tall guy yeah but so you know you, what these these cars even though they uh, they might be bigger as far as their total length yeah i feel as though the front end is different mm-hmm. so you don't have as much leg room sure you know I, what i'm saying i didn't really know that until like because i'm i'm very short so n- that never affected me ever i just always felt better in a car where you're higher up it felt safer to me and you always had these little tiny Almost sports car like yeah. I don't. I'm like you're it's six a coupe. five. How are you getting in and out of Just this? Just be thing? fair. I've never. I'm not one of those obnoxious people that's had like a sports car. No, no, okay. No, but it's, like a little roadster. But you've just had little cars. Is what they're I'm little saying. coupes. Is what I like. And, and I'll tell you what. When you get the one big door, yeah. Usually there's a there's kind of you kind of slide right in and right. your your feet. It's almost like uh, almost like go karts. Yeah. You know, where you can kind of <laughs> no, just fit really your whole is. body right in there. And Whereas it, the front end is different on an SUV, yes. so there is not as much leg room. Yes. Unless I were to sit in the back seat like driving Miss Daisy, which would be. Would love that, but I know I that that would not be allowed. You're not going to be driving <laughs> me around. Could, I mean, you could do that. I just feel that would be very awkward for us to drive to work. And well, maybe I'm for you, I'd be fine with that. I got to be honest. Sh- I'm sure I would have no problem <laughs> having you act as my personal chauffeur. You do that anyway. They're calling you Alfred. Okay. <laughs> but anyhow, I really miss. I mean, I'm fine that we have a car together and yeah. it's a multi-purpose car. But I do miss. The cars I used to drive, which, uh, again, I like being lower to the ground. Mm -hmm. I like the control. I like the feel of it. I just feel more, I feel more in control of the road when I'm lower. Uh, And and again, I'm more comfortable. Yeah, that's uh, fair. In those kind of cars. So we said we should go look around. So we we started looking around for some cars. We've done some test drives. I think we might have landed on one. Right. And I've become a big fan of these certified pre-owned because I think you get a lot of car for the price, even in this horrific economy we get going here. Absolutely, yes. But I also realized that I like going to these fancy car dealerships because of all the free swag you get. <laughs> we must have gone through a pot of coffee. Oh, yeah. In the waiting room. At least. Guys, like, I have to do some, uh, I got to run your credit. And it's like, take your time. I'll yeah. be in the room there watching uh, watching TV and drinking free coffee, free Danish. And it's not just like free coffee. It's like an espresso machine where they make the iced coffee. They have the cappuccinos. <laughs> there's the Americanos. Yeah. There's the red eye. There's the cold water with the, it, they had the ice machine like you get at the hospital. And anybody who likes ice knows. Like you get at the hospital. Talking. What are you talking yes, about? hospital ice is like this smaller crushed. Um, I knew, You're laughing at me. This is a thing. It's the best ice you'll ever get. It's just smaller. And this is what this place They have had. ice machines that are only typically at hospitals, what you're telling me. Yes. It's different than an ice machine you might get at a hotel. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're the smaller ice. So if you're in the hospital, they're easier to chew. And it's for whatever reason, if you've ever had a baby, you know you get these cups of ice, and they're like heaven. And this is what this dealership they're had. like heaven. They are. It's like ice heaven. I love it. <laughs> we used to work with a guy. You say you go to the hospital, best place to get lunch. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know about the food, but he the ice. Go to the hospital to have lunch because he thought their uh, their deli the counter jello. was. A, he liked yeah. the jello. Isn't that strange? That that was weird. But the ice, I do. Well, know. I imagine the hospitals probably do need their own food services, so that's not something I knew. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed the ice <laughs> at the car dealership. I loved it. It was so good. That, Sometimes they got bagels, donuts. Yeah, they did. They had a full spread in there. You just go in there and pretend to buy a car and just go have lunch. There was a place I used to bring my car for service. It was a dealership when yeah. it was still under warranty. They had a guy that made hot breakfast. He would do a little Stop skillet. It. He'd do scrambled eggs. 
eggs, pancakes. Stop it. Swear to God. And this is all free, all included. Wow. Now, of course, they charge you $7,000 to rotate the tires. Right, but. right. Well, that's what you get for going to the dealership to get that kind so of So I don't stuff, know if we're going to but... go through and actually buy a new car right at this moment. Because, <laughs> yeah, you get more trade-in, but, of course, the prices are, everything's yeah, higher. The interest rates higher. are terrible because the inflation and all that. But we did get a lot of free coffee. So. We did. It was very so good. So maybe we'll keep browsing just for the free swag. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my patience for the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp drama have really come to an end. I believe they've expired, as a matter of fact. You think? I just don't want to hear about it anymore because we went through several days. And I have to admit, I did get sucked in, especially the last day or so of the trial, yeah. watching the verdict. It wasn't quite as exciting as OJ back in the day, but right. I did get sucked into it. But now the aftermath... And all the, I mean, they've got people like it's, you know, a presidential election doing commentary and insight and their thoughts on what's going to happen next year. And now Amber has uh, done her first post verdict interview. Which you knew was going to happen. With Savannah, who I believe is also an attorney, the lady from the uh, Today Show. Oh, I didn't know that. So I think they did pick the right person to interview her. And she, of course, says uh, she doesn't hold the jury to blame for what's happened, but they they got it wrong. Mm. She is the victim here. Mm. Don't kid yourself. I don't blame them. I actually understand he's a beloved character and people feel they know him. He's a fantastic actor. I mean, she really Unlike is you. Like, absolutely insane, isn't she? She's just, I, I... I mean, I don't mean to slander her. I don't know for a fact that she's insane, okay? Well, she's so, a bad actress. I will... I, I, that is... But that, here's my thing, okay? I remember... <laughs> I'm going to take you back in time for a second. Okay. This is what this reminds me of. There was a girl. Her name was Felicia. Felicia. Like, by Felicia, right? Okay. And she was a grade younger than me. Okay. And because... Uh, <laughs> oh, you're, like, in school. Yeah, I'm okay. in school. Okay, so this is going way back. Okay. And I was already working as a, a DJ, trying to work my way up the ladder here. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, they'd always ask me to be the host of the school variety sure. show, the school talent sure. show. And this girl would always sign up and do... And you you knew people like this, right? Because you did oh, community yeah. theater. Absolutely. She would always do this dramatic thing, like she's on... You know, she's Catherine Zeta-Jones in Chicago. Very over the top, yes. Yeah. And they talk like this and say, thank you so much. They take themselves very serious like we're in a friggin' high school talent show okay right. calm down <laughs> yeah amber sounds like that to me so i wonder i'm just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt here i mean she yeah. sounds nuts she sounds completely out of touch right what's that thing they said about trump at the hearing the other day he was completely detached from reality sure okay that's what it sounds like is going on with amber hurried or Probably. maybe she's just melodramatic she's oh she's absolutely melodramatic are you kidding but she's also just a a liar on top of it so then she's but do we know for sure she's a liar you weren't there and i understand the jury thinks she's a liar as well they they showed evidence against things that she said had happened and they had evidence that it did not happen so or or vice versa so i I think there are some things you think she's a liar do you think she's completely nuts she could just be crazy or she's just a dramatic actress or all of it all of it all of it i think i will grant you it is it is getting to be a little bit over the top and i love that johnny depp has just completely stepped aside he's putting out an album he's done with it and She's going to milk this thing forever, forever. You you know what's terrible about it is, uh, again, the jury, I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) You like how I started this by saying I was sick of it and here I am talking about it for five minutes with all my stupid opinions? I have no idea what really happened, but a a jury of of her peers, the legal system, acquitted him of any kind of abuse, anything like that. Right. So if she wasn't abused and she claims that she was and he just got off because everybody likes Johnny better than her, mm-hmm. what a shame it is for other people to raise their hand because it, it just... I agree. It gives excuses to people that think everybody lies about I this agree. sort of and thing. And that is not So she's you, really hurting her own cause right. and, and she's like, well, I stand up for women. You're hurting other women. Right. If that if did you're not a liar. happen and, and you're, you said that, you I mean, that's that's an awful thing to So I almost hope that she yes. is just crazy and isn't lying. Right. Because it's terrible. Either way, I just can't. I just can't. Yes, you can because you spend every afternoon watching court TV. 
They just show the same clips over and over now. Oh, oh well, she, here it is from the big interview on the Today Show. There are things that I missed the first time around, so it's just good to watch the recap. Oh, it's, it's great. It's very good. I, I can't help it. Sit there with your popcorn and your cocktail. Oh, yes. It's so good. My gut tells me she's crazy, though. Yeah, no. My gut tells me she's tapped. I, I think you have to have a certain level of crazy to be in the entertainment industry yeah. anyway. You just do. so. But she's definitely, there's something going on there. I don't know if it, I don't know what it is, but she she's absolutely insane. Detached from reality. Yeah. It's the catchphrase <laughs> of the day. All right. Speaking of which, time for hashtag mom. <laughs> that was a poor segue. Look at that. <laughs> Listen, I'm already in weekend mode for some reason. I, so. I know. I, That's it, the deal. 72920, we check our socials, we look for that hashtag, and we hear from moms, often from dads too, yeah. talking about what it's like being a mom. You might find yourself feeling as crazy, exasperated as Amber Heard, okay? Mm-hmm. And we share them here on the radio just to let you know you're not alone. At Green Envy Emily says, my son, I asked my son if he wanted his eggs scrambled or hard boiled. Uh-huh. He replied, donuts. I want donuts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what a kid would say. Mm-hmm. At Sweater Weather is my season said, when I come back from a long night of drinking and talk to my babysitter, I feel like I'm on an HBO Max show. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. I don't means. know what that means, but. <laughs> Are we talking about there's like some. I don't know. That's what, I don't know what that means, but. Good for you, There's some girl-on-girl action happening there. Marcy G. said, My five-year-old just came up to me and said, How about we go to Target? You get yourself a little drink or whatever you want and buy me a toy. I think she knows how the system works. (laughs) I wonder who's going to play Amber and Johnny when they finally make the movie for HBO Max. Oh, she'll insist that she plays it. Are you kidding going to play herself? Hello. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) In this very biased biopic about me, I'll play me. That sounds like something I would do. <laughs> Hashtag mom. Every morning, 720 and 920. All right, over to the Celebrity Hotline. You've seen his work on ESPN, on NPR. There he is, got a brand new book out, Howard Bryant. Yeah, my pleasure, thank you. Well, congratulations on this uh, this new book and your, your long career. It's going to be gratifying to finally get it out on the shelves here. I know these things are a long process. You write the thing, you send it to your editor. It takes a long time to actually get it out to the public, so it's going to feel good to start getting a reaction, right? Yeah, well, I always say that the book, books go in three stages. The first stage is the book belongs to you. The second stage is the book belongs to the publisher. And finally... The third stage is when the book belongs to the world, and it's good that we are in stage three. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the book, I don't think I mentioned this, is called Ricky, the Life and Legend of an American Original, and it's about uh, MLB Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson. So why uh, you know, why his, this topic? What inspired you to put this thing together? I think it was a few things. I think, number one, there's no question about what a phenomenal player Ricky was, and I began thinking about him in those terms, especially when you just watch the way the game is played today. People miss Ricky talk about him and there's always every person in the game has some form of Ricky story but sure. one of the other reasons too was I felt like I write about very very heavy subjects you know you write about Trayvon Martin and Ferguson and protest and police and steroids and all of these subjects and I just couldn't hear myself anymore I wanted to go back to doing something fun I wanted to write about something that reminded me and reminded all of us why we watch these incredible athletes these people that, that take up so much of our emotions and our time and Ricky was just waiting to be done because we also think about how many players out there can carry a full biography the way that I wanted to do it. And I didn't want to have somebody be mired in, 
in drugs, especially when it came to baseball. Right. I wanted to do something that people could really, really enjoy and something that I could enjoy. And Ricky was just a natural for that. I also sort of felt like there was a wonderful American story arc there, too. Right. I mean, I think it's so interesting that, uh, as you say, it's a really a great American story. If you, you never saw him play, if you never saw a game, it's still an interesting uh, story arc to watch this guy's, you know, rise to the, the top level of sports and then, the you know, the his legend, uh, you know, come to be. So it's really a fascinating read, even if you never watched a baseball game in your life, you know? Well, that's right. And that's what I felt when I did my last book um, or my last biography on, on Hank Aaron. Right. He's such a big name and such a huge figure. I never saw Henry Aaron play. But he stays in everybody's memory because he's Hank Aaron. And these names, this is what sports does for us. There are people that we're supposed to know. Sure. Now, we're talking here to uh, Howard Bryant. You know what else is interesting that you touch on, I think, is, uh, for example, people uh, have been saying to me, they went to see that Top Gun movie, and that it's it's cheesy, but the nostalgia feels good because the news is is so depressing. And I think baseball especially does that for people. You go there, you spend three hours at a baseball game, you uh, kind of idolize, put these guys on a pedestal when you see them, and it just makes you feel good for a little while to get away from all the bad news. Uh, and I think baseball has this real... Why do you think that is? Why does it connect with people like that? reason is and it's very very different than basketball and football and just think about it in your own life and all of our lives whenever people talk about baseball and their roots in the sport yeah they always come back to family they always come back it's a father-son sport it's a father-daughter sport it's a mother-daughter sport it's a sport you know it's a grandfather it's a grandchild sport and so it takes you back to the roots of who you are and i think part of the reason is because baseball doesn't compete with anybody. It's the summer game. In the middle of the summer, there's one sport, live sport going on, and it's baseball. And we're home from school, and you spend time with your family, and you go to the ballpark, or you're listening to it on the radio. Baseball is sort of like the wallpaper of your life. Man, that's a great way to put it. I'll tell you what is he, uh, one of the few uh, Red Sox fans here in New Jersey. He played for the Sox, he played for the Yanks, he played for the Mets, played with, uh, what, nine, ten teams over his uh, 20-something seasons? Nine teams. Wow. Man, it's a it's an amazing career. Again, the, the book is called uh, Ricky, The Life and Legend of American Original. It's a great read uh, either way around. Before I let you run here, Howard, uh, size it up. How's the season looking? Give, give, you know, who you uh, who you impressed with so far? What teams? Well, how can you not be impressed with the Yankees? They're killing everybody. Yeah. But at the same time, I still, I, I still hold out on this season simply because I can't tell. I don't really know, okay? We didn't have a full spring training. We didn't have a spring training at all, really. The Yankees have the best record, and they're just demolishing the field. I don't know if the Yankees are really great or if it's a really weak league or a combination of the two. I'm going to withhold judgment until after the All-Star break when we start getting into those dog days, and now we'll see, you know, how much separation we get. I know it breaks my heart to say it, but I think you're absolutely right. (laughs) I mean, the one thing I'm going to say, remember 2001 Seattle, they won... 116 games and didn't even make the World Series. Right. Well, that makes me feel better. All right, my man. Thank you so much for being on here, and thank you for uh, sharing on this book. It's a great read. Really appreciate having you. Thank you. My father tells a story. Now, I know, speaking to Joe yesterday, he was giving me grief, because apparently I didn't know this about myself. I got a couple of good celebrity stories, and I tell them over and over and over again. You do. And they get changed for dramatic effect every time, I, bit they do. every time I tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I was showing off for art yesterday, talking about how I ran into Bruce. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, my father has told a story many times of when he was a young man, he worked in government mm-hmm. and managed to 
get over to the White House and have a chance to shake President Kennedy's hand. So yeah. it goes back to the 60s. Really amazing. Yeah. And so he has told this story many times about going into the White House, into the Oval Office, getting to say hello to John Kennedy. And it was the same day as the uh, I Have a Dream speech that Martin Luther yeah, King did. Yeah. So that's going on over at the Washington Monument. He's at the White House. Like a crazy, crazy story. Mm-hmm. And he tells it all the time. And it's a great story. Now, he has a... Uh, like a headshot of President Kennedy. Right. It's signed, it's signed, and you can tell it's signed in pen, mm-hmm. and it's from the president. Is it framed? Is right. It, it's cool, and it goes with the story. As you should. All the years I've been hearing this story, we're <laughs> over there celebrating his birthday the other day, and he says, uh, we took a picture as well. I said, wait a minute. You took a picture? Because I yeah. think that's how we came on this. Is that it's one of the things I always say is I got all these great celebrity stories. Yeah. Like the Bruce one. Right. I got no picture. Because no picture. it was just a quick, oh, hey, it's Bruce Springsteen. It's over, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in there. He's in the White House. And he meets Kennedy. And they took a group photo. It's him and I guess uh, Jackie Kennedy's brother or somebody. Okay. And these other two goons that he was friendly with <laughs> that weaseled their way into the White House. Sure. So you go, well, it's the White House. There must there be... There has to be an archive of photos. They took... If it, if it was taken by a staffer, there, there's an archive of it somewhere, especially on that day, because Martin Luther King Jr. was doing the speech, so it was a historical day. Anybody who was traveling in Washington was probably photographed. So, I, I get there. They were nobody, though, at the time, so it, I mean, I don't know, because there, there is a picture, because then you can look up the date, and the date yeah. of that speech is August 28th, 1963. That's right. how far back it goes. Right. But because it's the same day as that famous speech... Uh, Dr. King and Lyndon Johnson, who went on to be president, they're right. all they all took a picture in that room. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Your father was in the Oval Office a couple hours before that picture. There so. absolutely is a photo of that somewhere in an archive somewhere. I'm telling you, they kept that photo. They did. Of course, nobody had cell phones or anything like right. that, so it had right. to be either someone with a brownie camera or the White House staff. And he said, "No, I think someone from you know one of Kennedy's people." Yeah. Said, "Sure, I'll take a photo of you boys. Have right. a great day. Thanks for visiting." Now, who would have? Uh, he's never seen that photo. Then, no, right? he's, he's never, never seen it. He, but he knows it was taken. First time he's ever mentioned that he knows a photo was taken. Mm. So my first thought is, is he just feeling like a photo was taken and it wasn't? <laughs> but if it was, I figure I go. They, every president's got a library. Yeah. So I spent a good part of yesterday on the phone with the Kennedy Library, which is up in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. uh, having them go through the archives and talk about it. And they've got. Thousands of photos that are all from about the same date. Right. You would think at the presidential library they have a guy whose job it is to, to categorize. Co- yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> Remember, you used to go to the library when you're doing a book report in school, and they have those uh, drawers that get the five dot four four three Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the friggin' presidential library, and the guy's like 19, August sixty. Well, I've got thousands of photos to go through. Wow. It's like I know the day and time. You can't mm-hmm. narrow it down. Is oh no, they're not categorized like that. I'm like, well, how in the hell do you categorize them then? <laughs> So anyway, I put an official inquiry into the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library yeah. to see if we can track down this black and white photo. And here's the, not only is it an historic day, yeah. not only is it kind of neat that I've got, you know, my next of kin was at the White House that sure. day. I figure it would be the greatest birthday present, the greatest oh. Christmas gift, whatever it is. You, Ever. You would win. You would win that. That Nothing would beat that, Because I, I told think. him I was looking into this, and he's like, oh, that's, don't worry about it, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's going to forget. And if we whip that sucker out for Christmas this year, I'm going to win the holiday. And I'm very excited about that. And our family, very competitive. They are. And who gives the best gift? The best gift. Yeah. Especially to my father, who's the you know the patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. So very excited to suck up just a little bit. <laughs> well, I hope that you can find it. So if I find this, it's your job uh-huh. to get it framed. Okay. I can do that. I can, <laughs> I can do that. I think you've got the harder of the two jobs. I think we might need to go to this library and help this guy search because I don't. <laughs> They're not going to let us back there. Also, I got to. 
Why? I mean, it's not. They're not they, going to let us into the archives. Ha- they don't. Why? It's not an archive. They just have a bunch of photos scattered it everywhere. It is an apparently. archive. It's his official, all the papers of a former president. So they're going to have the whole deal. Also, also, I feel like because it isn't like, you know, if you write your congressman, you might get something mm-hmm. in the middle. They're going to charge us for it. I know. Oh, absolutely. You're probably going to be like a thousand free. bucks to get this no, photo. No, I don't think a thousand bucks, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a hundred or no, so. We got a picture of dad in the White House. Too expensive. <laughs> Can't do it. Real easy to connect with us, stay in touch with us. Right at 1071theboss.com, Robbie and Rochelle on the morning page. We're on all your favorite social media platforms, even the ones Elon Musk is not trying to buy. <laughs> Get our podcast wherever you get yours, or it's streaming right there on our uh, homepage, 1071theboss.com, on demand. All right, time for Robbie and Rochelle's Fast Five. Five big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know, be in the know, number five to number one. We shall count down as usual and start at number five. There's a new term out there. You may have uh, heard this. It's called rich splaining. Did you say rich splaining? Rich splaining. Remember, mansplaining was the big word of the year last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. This is when a man goes, "Step aside, I'll show you how to do it." Oh yeah, I know what mansplaining is. Okay, rich splaining <laughs> is when a rich person gives you money advice, but really they're just wildly out of touch with what things cost. Because then, of course, ah, nothing really costs a lot. Sure. I mean, it's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars. <laughs> you ever had somebody give you money advice and thought to yourself, "What are they talking about?" Is yes. It just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You should have thirty percent saved by the time you're thirty. I'm like, what? Well, those are, those are financial plan. Rich planning, you know, again, is about when rich people do this. But I feel like if you read any of the uh, financial planning advice, you go to Forbes.com. They get the little calculator there. You can figure out how much you need to retire. Get the hell out of here. I think most people that I speak to are richer than me. And so <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you're. Oh, they're always very out of touch yeah. because it doesn't. I, a banana does feel like it's 10 bucks. You know Come what on. occurs to me is that we're basically a fraud because we hang out sometimes in circles where there are people who are on those sites where they tell you the net worth. Oh, yeah. And you and I have no business being on a site oh, like that. Good. No, not at all. So I think we need some more friends in low places is what yeah, I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Number four, congratulations to Green Giant. Voted on by you, the fans. They've done a survey and found that broccoli is, in fact, America's favorite vegetable again for 2022. Mm. 68% of parents in this same survey, by the way, say their kids enjoy eating vegetables like broccoli. Really? Broccoli, broccoli, <laughs> it's time to eat your broccoli. There's a, a Side cartoon <laughs> years and years ago, and I, remember, I think I had it on my desk for a while. It was, I cuss, you cuss, we all cuss for asparagus. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> Just, I think of that every time someone says you should eat more, you know, you want to lose some weight, eat more fruits and vegetables, yeah. more grain. I don't care how much Coco Melon is singing about broccoli, the kids are never going to eat it. It's is that what that's happen. from? Oh, yeah. If you're going to have vegetables, broccoli, I can see I a like, salad. I do like broccoli. How is it ahead but... of cucumbers and lettuce or tomato? <laughs> or well, tomatoes are fruit. Well, tomatoes fruit. Yes. You know, this is like the thing with Pluto not being a planet. Tomato is not a fruit. It's a vegetable. No, I'm with I've you. had it. Okay? I'm with you. I've had it. I'm kind of surprised cauliflower wasn't number one because I feel like they make everything out of cauliflower now. There's cauliflower yeah. crust, cauliflower pizza, cauliflower bread, riced cauliflower. Here's what's great about cauliflower. If you don't like it, it tastes like nothing. Right. So. Right. <laughs> Put some salt on it. Call yeah, it add good. anything on it. You put it in ice cream, it'll right. be just fine. Right. Number three, Charlie Sheen is very upset. His 18-year-old daughter, Sam, is now stripping on the OnlyFans website. He says this is because uh, his ex-wife, Denise, would allow such a thing. Mm. Apparently, she's living with Denise. And he says, this never occurred under my roof. Oh, no. Okay. Very clever. Duh. Winning. I mean, you can say what you want about Charlie Sheen taking the moral high ground, but it is true. 
It is true that the mother is allowing this to happen. Is she, though? Because, number one, the daughter is an adult, so mm. she can make her own decisions. And number two, if you look at the behavior of dad, where do you think she learned it from? Not that mom is all that morally just to superior, be fair, just, but- to, just to be fair to play devil's advocate, Charlie Sheen has never appeared on OnlyFans that we know. At least it's not his account. He may have been on the account with somebody. Okay. But. Number two, Britney Spears and her new hubby bubby. Sam Agasari mm-hmm. are going to be moving in down the street from her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. Brittany's people say it's because she wants to be closer to the kids that they had together. Oh. That seems like a great idea. What could go wrong here? Right, right. Someone needs to call Chris Jenner and have her produce a reality show. <laughs> yeah. Also, according to insiders, there is an ironclad prenup, mm. meaning if this thing should fall apart, Brittany doesn't lose a dime. Well, that's good. They're yeah. needed to be. Guy's they... probably going to crash her fifth wedding, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> at least Brittany doesn't lose a dime. I'm glad yeah. she thought of it. Seriously. Well, I'm sure she didn't because I, she probably didn't want that but isn't at all. is she managing her own money now? I'm sure she still has financial planners and stuff. I she's, hope there's somebody giving her some advice. I don't know. <laughs> Again, call Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner will take she care will of it. She will straighten you. that stuff yes. out. Yes. Number one, pearls for men are the big fashion trend for fall. According to the CEO of a big jewelry company that remains anonymous, uh-huh. men today should feel empowered to take risk with fashion and try new things like pearls. Like a string of pearls? As an accessory. Like a string of pearls. Yeah, because I've always wanted to go out for a few beers with Larry, have him look like Barbara Bush. That was, have him look like the queen. I- I'm all for what I've... Whoa, go Rangers! That's what I've been hoping for. I just... (laughs) And now that day has come. I can't see a man in a blazer with a, you know, suit on and then, like, (laughs) pearls. I don't know. It seems very strange to me. This is a gift for my wife. Isn't it beautiful? (laughs) I know what I'm getting you for our anniversary. It's our platinum anniversary. (laughs) How you doing? Bonus story for you. Uh, on Monday night, I didn't catch this. We, we haven't been watching Jeopardy like we used to. No. Like with host of du jour. But yeah. anyway, a contestant got confused. Take a listen to this. Knight's 400. To honor his father, this star here was knighted in his birth name. So he's Sir Morris Micklewhite. Okay, just to be clear, they're showing a picture. And the picture is of Michael Caine. Oh, okay. Legendary oh, yes, actor. Yeah. He's been in a million movies Absolutely. over the years. Mazin. Was Mick Jagger. No. No. Mick Jagger. <laughs> like every wrinkly old British guy must be Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Or Mick is having a rough week, it's isn't he? Nothing like Michael Caine. <laughs> wow. He's a wrinkly old British guy. <laughs> wow. Hello, hello. Must be Michael Caine. <laughs> I want to see Michael Caine in that red leather coat. What <laughs> <laughs> my Mick Jagger's stuff? Yeah, with the glove. <laughs> It'd be great. You're thinking of Michael Jackson. No, he he wears those gloves too, like the biker gloves. He wears I've never not seen just Mick one, Jagger with he wears the gloves. two. What are you He's talking about? Sometimes you say things I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll show about. you a picture. I just saw it. You don't need to be Googling okay. pictures of Mick Jagger, okay? <laughs> one more bonus story. We can't end on that one. Someone in Scottsdale, Arizona, who is anonymous, selling their home and has a pro level wiffle ball field property listed at $2 million. A wiffle ball field comes with a fence, four <laughs> ball poles, and an electronic <laughs> scoreboard. I know what you're thinking. There's pro level wiffle ball. <laughs> Right. Like that's what? A, that's a professional sport. I had no idea. We should ask Howard Bryan if he's ever calling those on ESPN. It's got to be on ESPN 8, the Ocho. <laughs> on the Ocho. <laughs> I've read it. In a book. Wednesday, world famous celebrity birthday file. Sorry. Northwest, that's Kanye's daughter? Yes. Nine today. <laughs> and Kim's. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, with the name North, I'm really not, I don't know.
Once again, we all need to call Chris Jenner. She can answer all these questions. Get the goods. Neil Patrick Harris, he's almost hit the big one. He's 49 today. Wow. Leah Ramini, formerly of Scientology, mm-hmm. and of the King of Queens, 52. Ice Cube, Courtney Cox, Helen Hunt, Jim Belushi, all celebrating their birthday today. And hey, Vern, Jim Varney, Ernest, oh. was born on this day. We lost him 22 years ago. Wow. That's kind of crazy wow. to think about. Today is National Smile Power Day. Ooh, fun. How do you like my pearls? I'm smiling. Very nice. Also, National Photography Day. Okay. I'll take a picture of me in these pearls. I'm doing it for the wife. <laughs> it's he said, mm-hmm. she said, mm-hmm. with Robbie and Rochelle. And <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one today. And a weird one yesterday talking about dating profiles for a pet. Mm-hmm. Trying to imagine what your dog would put out there yeah. on eHarmony. Listen to this. Something that might be normal to do. At lunchtime, at noon. Okay. But if you did it at 3 o'clock in the morning, it'd be very strange. It'd be shady, <laughs> sketchy, <laughs> odd, suspect. Mm. It's just fine if you're doing it at lunchtime at noon. Sure. But in the middle of the night, you're going to be trying to do that. What about getting a car wash? Yeah, that would be strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometime, you know, maybe you're headed to the airport or something. you got to do it at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Taking cash out of your ATM. <laughs> 3 a.m. Hmm? Digging a hole in your backyard. <laughs> I mean, during the day, you're gardening. What are you doing at 3 a.m.? Talking about your dog. It's like, how big is this steaming pile? Come on now. We see this sometimes even in the morning when we're driving in. When you see someone walking around, if they're walking around during the day, it's fine. At 3, 4 a.m., what are you doing? Yeah, I'm always amazed by what are you the, doing? the amount of people walking down the sidewalk. And I, now, listen, if you have a dog, once again, if you have a dog, I guess I can understand that. They mm-hmm. just have to go out there scratching at the bed. I get that. Right. But if you're just walking around, if you're on a bicycle yeah. at 4.30 in the morning, a little strange. And I know we've discussed this before, but there is the uh, there is the Great Garden State phenomena of car running, lights on, in a parking lot yeah. all by itself. Yeah. I'm talking about like the uh, the Big Lots parking lot right in the middle right. with the lights on. It's not a cop. Mm-hmm. It's a guy doing business on his cell phone in a car with the darkened windows. Right. You, know, you, you do that at noon, no one thinks anything of it. Yeah, if you're in the parking lot with your car on and you're just talking on the phone, people are like, oh, he's... You know, right. He's at checking. 3 a.m.? It's It's weird. All by yourself in the parking lot. A little bit strange. (laughs) See what we're going for here? It's something that's normal at lunchtime, normal at noon. It's sketchy. It's shady. It's oddball at 3 o'clock, middle of the night. That's your he said. She said. 732-774-4444. Call us. Text us. You can do it on Facebook. Rochelle is putting up a graphic as we speak. You comment right there, and we'll share those. All right. That's all I can say contractually, <laughs> or else we, uh, we're going to get my agent in here to renegotiate the whole deal. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's he said. She said. Something that's really normal. It's it's just no big deal. It's what you do. Lunchtime, your lunch break, noontime, it's fine. Yeah. But if you did this in the middle of the night at 3 o'clock in the morning, people will go, what is going on? This is a little strange, a little sketchy. Something is up. Something's out of the ordinary. Janelle said visiting a cemetery. <laughs> yeah, or, I guess so. Or flying a kite. Flying a kite is a great answer. <laughs> That's kind of a weird activity all times of the day. I mean, it's a certain skill to yeah. be able to fly a kite. But to see someone do it at 3 a.m. would be very, just very strange. Unless he's Ben Franklin trying to conduct electricity. <laughs> Vince said mowing your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> We've had neighbors like that. Oh, my god! Maybe not 3 a.m., but 11 p.m. Seriously. USOB. Ken said shoving a rolled-up rug into your van. <laughs> <laughs> I like when we do these kind of things. It turns into people suggesting that they might be mobsters. <laughs> there's, a, there's something a little murdery that comes out of the woodwork, which yeah. is very strange. Yeah. It's normal during the day. It's weird in the middle of the night. Mm. Eat lunch? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that'd that, be that, that's, that'd a, be weird. that's a really obvious answer, isn't that, it? Yeah, absolutely. Be perfectly normal to do this at noon, the middle of the day. Be awfully sketchy to do it in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. That's your he said. She said. 732-774-4444. Call us. All lines open right now. Text the same number. We'd love to know what you think of this. 774-4444. Or on Facebook. She said. With Robbie and Rochelle. Right, let's grab a couple more of these. <laughs> it's taking a dark turn, as I thought it, it just does. I thought it just might. It always does. So it's something that would be totally normal in the middle of the day, in the sunlight, in yeah. broad daylight, as they say. At noontime, it'd be fine. Right. No one would really think anything of it. Maybe you're up to no good, but no one would notice, no one would think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But at 3 o'clock in the morning, it would be awfully strange, awfully sketchy, shady, weird, out of the ordinary Matt said jogging through the neighborhood with a hoodie on. <laughs> really jogging through the neighborhood at all at that time of night. Yeah. It might, you know what? With a hoodie on, you might look a little more suspicious than if you're just butt naked. <laughs> They'd be like, well, he's drunk. You know, he's had a long night. He's gone streaking. Yeah. But if you get your uh, you get your face hidden in a hoodie, yeah. people think you're trying to, you know, case the joint. Right. Sandra said having a picnic in the park or firing <laughs> up the barbecue grill. Would you like some lemonade? <laughs> yes. Emily said sunbathing. Well, how do you sunbathe in the middle of the night? Well, I guess if you're laying out in your backyard with your bathing suit on. That's the same moon. as the streaker. You're like, yeah, you know. He, <laughs> she, got, she got a little tipsy. She had a little bit of the lemonade. Now she's naked. We understand. All right, let's grab another call here. Good morning. Uh, wash your car. Yeah, wash your car mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. Really, any car activities are a little strange. <laughs> go to three, bed. Three yeah, o'clock in the morning. That's right. <laughs> Put on your PJs and go to sleep, for the love of God. That's right. That's me. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 732-774-4444. Call us. Text us. Get us on Facebook. Maybe we'll grab some more of these. It's kind of fun. The last 20 minutes, Rochelle and Joe talking about hospital ice. It's just a strange... It's so good. I didn't know the ways of hospital ice. <laughs> just figured all the ice machines basically give you the same cut of ice, but uh-uh. apparently not the case. So it I always a volunteer, you know? Like you're you're visiting someone. You need ice? I'll get you the ice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'll tell you what. I hate those situations, especially if someone's not doing well. You go to visit them. And so I do like to go on. You know, everybody want me to run and get some coffee, and then you kill 20 minutes without having to sit there in the... You know, the unpleasant situation. Be the coffee yeah. boy, you know? You were talking about, too, the hospital deli at, at St. Barnabas up in Livingston. Oh, yeah. my gosh. They have this downstairs. It's the best food you ever ate in your life. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really good lunch stuff. I mean, it's, you know, I guess they have to do that because they have people there that consider, I guess they all are pretty healthy, you would think, right? Sure. <laughs> Doctors and nurses and stuff. <laughs> so they're not going to have, uh, you know, chicken pot pie. <laughs> I'll tell you what, God rest her soul, I used to go visit my grandmother in the assisted living, right? And they had chocolate cake in there, and I'd be fighting the old people to have a couple slices. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, it was the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, <laughs> well, chocolate cake is chocolate cake, you know what I mean? This was next level, though. This is like the chocolate lava cake. It was it was a perk. Oh, of, see, that's oh. a whole different thing. Yeah, it was a perk of visiting dear old Graham when she was around. <laughs> I'm such a hey, weasel. Hey, how you doing? I know. I'm here for the lava cake, though. Yeah, how you doing? They have the lava cake today? I'll be right over. Uh, at least I'm honest about it, all right? It's uh, funny. Joe, you remember that time at the circuit party? You had your friends in the uh, party band there play Boston Sucks? That was great. <laughs> yeah, we enjoyed it. It I'm was sure, great. Sure you did. Thank yeah, you. no, that was awesome. <laughs> they do that every time they go out. They are such big Yankee fans, the captain and O'Neill. I have to admit, I think Howard's assessment is right. The Yankees are off to one heck of a season. So, it's, it's see, I'm not one of those obnoxious Red Sox fans that say they suck through the world. I'm not like that. I can respect the quality of the team. I just don't root for them. Hmm. Well, you know, I think the Red Sox are horrible, no matter how good they are. 
So <laughs> well, that's just a jerk thing to say. Ouch! <laughs> and it's unnecessary. And I know your friends saying that just to antagonize me. Oh yeah, we definitely did that just to get you going. We were hoping to get you going, but it that worked. Didn't work, so. It worked. Oh, it did. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Listen, I was I was drinking all day. I don't remember what. I don't remember what that's happened. True. Yeah, really. I'm gonna have to get that book. That that uh, seems really cool about Ricky. What Ricky Anderson, right? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What a great yeah, Ricky player. American Dream. Yep, yep. He ended up on the Newark Bears, believe it or not. Wait a minute. Um, so after his professional point, career, is that true? Yeah, after he played, after he played, and he was done for a little while, and then he went to the, uh, then he played up with the Newark Bears, and um, he was, you know, he was so even at that part, he was still so much better than everybody else. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. And hitting, uh, no, he was then. I mean, because you know, the, the, these were kids. The, the, these were this is an unaffiliated league. No, I understand so, that. I'm sure he was still good. My point is, uh, you go and play for Newark after playing in the pros. It's like when Michael Jordan decided he was going to be a baseball player. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. But boy, that was uh, that was something though. And he was there. Just you saw glimmers of of how great he mm. was uh, back when he was with the Yankees and and the Oakland and all the rest. This is like you working on this show. I mean, it's a real, <laughs> it's a real wow. come down after the peak of your career. Wow. <laughs> That's not true. Oh. I'm enjoying this. Just, this is a lot of fun. Just a little. You guys hot. are great. Just a little teasing. It's okay. We don't mean it. You know, this will be a good place to be until something else comes along. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh, Sing. gosh. <laughs>